I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Lots going on this week. Absolutely. I got a bunch of stuff to talk about. And if it's like any other week, we're pretty much going to be on the same page. We'll see. We'll definitely see if we are on the same page, reading the same book. <laughs> Mine's always mixed up, though. There's never any rhyme or reason the order I put my stuff in. It's just the way it hits me at the time. That's just how it works. Absolutely. That's how we roll. We'll let you fire the first salvo whenever you're ready. Well, one of the big things, uh, our favorite F word, Fauci. Ooh. <laughs> Got some stuff here. Well, it wasn't just on Fauci, but... Um, it was also about the new variant that's out there. So there was a report that came out of South Africa indicating that a new variant is now out there and now countries are looking at shutting down. And of course, you know, Fauci's out there touting what he normally touts, which is it doesn't matter if you're triple vaccinated, you need to wear a mask indoors. It's the safest bet. This is going out of control or however he described it. But again, now we're looking at it's the fault of people who aren't vaccinated, even though vaccinated people are bringing it back to the United States. Uh, From South Africa, there's currently a case in San Francisco. And it is never enough, and there will always be another variant. Yes, and now there's a case in Colorado. And there's also a case, I believe a third one, somewhere Midwest. I read that we're up to five, at least, five states, not just five people, but five states, including one in Hawaii with a person with no travel history. Right. So they were obviously hanging or working with somebody that came from South Africa or from one of the African countries. Yes, because it wasn't just South Africa. It was identified in South Africa, but apparently affecting multiple countries in on the continent of Africa. Right. And I did actually see a quick report this morning from Dr. Fauci that... The vaccines actually work for the Delta variant, but not specific to the new one, which they're never going to be. But I think you have uh, or you stand just as good a chance as doing monoclonal antibodies and some of the alternative medicines as you do the vaccine. And like we uh, say all the time, you and I, let's use every tool in our toolbox to fight whatever variant comes about. One thing I'd like to know, though, maybe you've seen a news report. How do they name these things? So they are using the Greek alphabet. Are you talking about the variant name? Yes, the variant name. So they're going through the Greek alphabet. And they skipped a couple because they thought it might hurt people's feelings if they named it after people with that have that as a common last name. Say like a Chinese president, his last name should have already been a variant. That's funny. Well, so I think they skipped it. The Hawaiian alphabet. We'd already be through this pandemic. Yeah, we would. We would have run out. It's pretty short. <laughs> yeah, so with this new variant, it has um, been determined thus far to have milder symptoms, but it appear it, it may be more transmissible. And then I guess some South African researchers were looking into uh, reinfections by people who've already had COVID. They weren't looking into one's specifically by people who had the shot, but they were looking into reinfections, and they said that um, previous infection 
thwarted or, or helped to fend off against the Delta variant and other variants. But now this new variant, it appears that reinfection is more likely and it doesn't help you to fend it off as, as it did in the past, which I thought was a very interesting thing for them to say. It's still not peer-reviewed. They're looking into it. But then that means that natural immunity, at least according to this report, should have been right up there with getting the shot, at least up until this variant was, came out. Should have been equal or as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that I heard a scientist yesterday claim that it's the unvaccinated that are causing all these variants. And I, <laughs> I'd like to go back to school. I wish I wasn't almost 60. I would like to learn this and study it a little deeper to see who's full of bull and who's not. Well, I don't think that you should be able to get it if you were truly vaccinated and you didn't have a body that, that say, fought it off because some people are immune compromised, their body doesn't take two shots the same way as others. And so I don't think you'd be able to get an infection and pass it along, which they have been known to do, and then not cause any genetic changes at all. Right. Like, so they're saying that that person who gets it gets infected who can fight it off faster. That's been one of their claims. Instead of 10 days, they could fight it off potentially in five and and be back on their feet faster. Those individuals are apparently having absolutely zero effect on mutations. Right. Well, this doctor in England that I told you I follow, I'm not going to give you his name because he has hundreds of thousands of followers on uh, his podcast. And we'd like to get that big someday. So if I ever get challenged on the information he gives up, um, then I'll give you his name so people can look at him and study him. But he studied some of the info, and their consensus is the way this thing is highly contagious, if it really is, then it should die off in the next three to five weeks because it's contagious to where the symptoms are mild. So this thing is broken up into so many parts or components that it should peter out rather quickly that's interesting yeah really sharp guy really like watching him and the um, eu health system over there really relies on him for information so he's not just some random nut that's on youtube just making stuff up and reading from a script did you have more you wanted to add to our favorite f word i do because okay. i saw something today that the who or world health organization says to use the same health measures for Omicron as for the Delta variant. And that's interesting because I think the WHO is the same organization that hid this whole thing from the beginning, correct? Yes, they were working with China, and it was actually Taiwan that outed them. So what part of this should we trust? I don't trust any of it. I really don't either, and it really bothers me that countries like Germany have now put all the unvaccinated on full lockdown as of yesterday. If only, you know, there's this thing I read in a book where we were identifying certain individuals in Germany and then segregating them for their own good. Gosh, I wish I could remember. It was a big event in history Oh, what was the name of it? Uh, oh, yeah, World War II. World War II we and went the to Holocaust. War. We went to war because of the Holocaust, because Germany segregated individuals for their own good and then started finding ways to... Oh, 
did you know early on they called it re-education camps? Yes. Oh, kind of like North Korea has right now. Uh-huh. It was re-education camps before we went to exterminating people. And, and, and Germany thinks, what, it's just a good idea to start doing this all over again? It only started with one little step. Re-education, identifying and re-educating people. And that's why it really concerns me that countries like that are doing that. And then here in the United States of America, we have young youth that have no idea about history. And they want all these statues of our past ills torn down. So then history goes away. And then exactly what's happening right now in Germany. And it looks like Australia is following their lead. And a couple other countries that they did not learn from their past. Austria. Australia, Germany, among others, yes, they are looking at re-educate. We've already been told by some democratic leaders in this country that we should have re-education camps. We need to re-educate people. That's, that's their problems. They're not educated enough, or they're educated in the wrong ways. And that really concerns me. Concerns me a lot. So and that plays into, check this, Canada. A Canada judge stays compelled speech order issued against a pastor by a Queen's bench judge. And what that is, is every time he went out into public, he could only speak positively about scientists and people that were talking about COVID there, even though he He, had a different mindset and philosophy. He was required required by, by their law to give a disclaimer every single time he wanted to give his opinion. So there is a stay on that until it goes back to court because his attorney says that this can do permanent, long-lasting damage to the man. And I didn't get into the whole particulars. What I did see the very last sentence was, watch out, America, because this could come to your doorstep as well. Yeah, he was. Uh, he came here to the United States to speak, and then there was a warrant issued for his arrest, I believe. So he went back to Canada to deal with the fallout because he was opening his church and holding services when they were told in Canada that church services were not allowed. That's that's crazy. All this, just like the liberal love fest for communist China. I don't understand where we're going with this. We lightly chatted back and forth last night by text and maybe this is potentially which i don't understand the totality of a new world order uh, damaging all our monetary systems worldwide and then hurting and taking 100 percent control of the citizenry everywhere for whatever reason people are begging for communism they don't see in in the united states other countries they already have communism and people are trying to escape it i don't hear of as many people trying to escape capitalism and and get into that communist system but we have people who are practically begging for communism thinking that somehow it will make things fair right and equal under a regime of communism they don't see that the leaders that are are saying okay to it are the same leaders that would be in charge of communism you think they're gonna cut their lifestyle out Absolutely not. Nancy Pelosi just bought a multi-million dollar home in another state because she can, and she's the one talking about equality and and equalness. It's equality for everybody else but them. Top 1% gets to do whatever they choose, and that plays into this new poll that was just taken, a survey of young kids here in America now, and this latest generation, according to the polls, hates the country they live in. They think it's all, They think it's just a terrible place to live. And I just want to say thank you, Dems, 
you guys are doing some pretty good work here because you're absolutely influencing the young minds here across America. And be careful what you wish for because communism, socialism, we're definitely going down the wrong path. Yeah, they say, that, oh, we only want democratic socialism and we take one more step and we take one more step and we take one more step and then soon enough you've given up all your rights. You have then you have none, and then you start to say, "Oh, what happened here? This isn't what I wanted," but that's what you're going to get. Incrementalism. Just mm-hmm. look at Venezuela. That that could be your model right there. Look at Cuba. I watch a lot of videos of people that are in Florida from Cuba. They absolutely love it here. They're telling people, "You guys are nuts. You better open your eyes up and take a look at what happened just to us here in Cuba and figure this thing out and figure it out in a hurry." It's really also interesting that these rich elitists are, are appearing to agree with the socialism slash communism. It depends on, on who you're listening to. Some of it leans more on the socialism side. For others, it leans more on the communism side. So not to get them confused with each other, but just to point out that some of the liberal elites are basically asking for socialism and others are, are going for communism. So it's the basically the same party that is asking for either or but if you look at it and you have these rich elitists who are saying that they they would gladly pay more in taxes they would gladly pay their fair share they think tax rates are too low but i don't see them cut cutting big checks to the government saying oh hey i didn't pay enough i already think i don't pay enough here's some more money i mean (laughs) so they're saying that they don't pay enough but then they don't pay more well, here's how they can do that. They can act like a nonprofit that at the end of the year has to show a zero balance. So they need to give away every year, if they're as good a business people as they think they are, 100% of the monies, stocks, everything. And January 1 of the next year, start making the money again. Well, the thing about stocks, that changes ownership. So I, I, I do get what you're saying. If they own stock in another company, they have to sell it off and start again. Yes, their balance should be zero. Or we just do away with stock. Yes. I, I, you know, that one's kind of rich get richer. Okay, well, that I don't mind the rich getting richer as long as it's not because they are hurting other people or intentionally manipulating a market like Twitter, Facebook, and the like working together to block out people who would compete against them that i i do have a problem with right and like working with amazon amazon web web services working with them to try and get people they don't like blocked i have a problem with that but if it's just that they're doing something good and more people want to buy it and that is making them richer i i'm for that i'm for capitalism yeah capitalism's good but capitalism by government officials is not when they're in office and by that i mean that they should not be patting their own wallets in their pocketbooks by setting rules, regulations, and laws in place that help them, protect them, help the uber wealthy. And then the middle class just gets dwindled down, pummeled, and they pay the fair share or over a fair share of their gross income. Yes, I agree. I, I think that crony capitalism is not true capitalism and that needs to be identified and people need to be prosecuted because oftentimes they are breaking the law, but then they do create the laws so they can just, you know, write themselves a little loophole. Go figure. Oh, you mean like all of the money that Nancy and her husband made conveniently off of stock purchases ahead of everybody else? Yes. 
real estate purchases, stock purchases. They just, he is the, the best businessman out there. Sharpest guy ever. So did you have COVID? I did. So did I. According to the tests that I took at home and the tests that I took at my healthcare provider. Do you have allergies? I do. I do as well. Pretty severe allergies, actually. And it's interesting that there was a UK study that was completed in February that says people that have allergies are 40% less likely to get COVID. So the study, they looked at your lifestyle, your current health, if you had, I hate this fancy word, comorbidities, basically if you had anything wrong with you, Um, any supplement uptake, did you take vitamins, do you take proteins, things like that. Which I found very interesting. The thing that caught my eye about the study was the fact that 99% of the people they studied or polled were 59 years old. (laughs) And I just turned 59 years Thanksgiving Day. So it was a pretty interesting study. But it didn't prevent me from getting COVID, though, having terrible allergies. Maybe it minimized the symptoms because I take like 14 vitamins a day. No, I I, I did not know that people with allergies were less likely to contract it. But it doesn't mean it, you won't. It just means less likely, and I, I can respect that. Yeah, it was 40% of the 16,000 that were surveyed, which is a pretty big number. So something to go along with treating and, and different ways that you can treat it, treat COVID. There was a patient who was dying in the hospital. And, and in fact, there's more than one that has made the news. They went through their COVID protocols and basically... They said you had to take this one type of medication, and I'm probably going to mispronounce it, Redimsvir, Redimavir? Yeah, I can't say that word. I saw that phrase So my apologies for not being able to pronounce it, but that is the only one that they would prescribe according to their protocol, so they do it, and he doesn't get any better. So they asked uh, to give him ivermectin, and the hospital declined. And then they asked for another physician to have treating privileges who would pres- get a prescription and give it to him, and they declined. Then they asked, uh, they, they filed a court case to get a court order so the hospital would basically have to allow it. And they got the court order, and the hospital blocked the doctor. So they went back to court, and it kept going back and forth. They would not allow the patient to get treated with ivermectin gave all kinds of excuses as to why not or why they wouldn't let another treating physician come in and just just for the ivermectin not anything else so this guy's dying and they said we've done everything we can and they say no there's something else you can do court case court case court anyway so finally after many uh attempts by the court to allow it they finally do allow it and he gets ivermectin. And he has now recovered and is out of the hospital. He was on his deathbed. They were still denying the use of ivermectin. And once he finally got it, he recovered. Coincidence only. Ivermectin didn't do anything. No. It was just coincidence. Pure coincidence. Pure and, coincidence. And you know what? If the person is dying, well, one of the excuses that they've given is that the FDA hasn't approved it. Well, the FDA won't approve it for whatever reason. But the other drug... The one I can't pronounce, Redemsvir or whatever. Um, that drug is also under an emergency order. It's not technically FDA full approval, FDA approved, 
for what they're using it for. But the FDA would give that emergency use, but they won't do it with ivermectin. I think they removed that in some countries or counties because of the potential side effects. But this is the same thing that happened to a doctor in Texas. I think it was in Houston, in his big hospital, the Methodist Hospital. She was actually fired yes. from her job. Yep. And they wouldn't let her use the hospital because she was using ivermectin and monoclonal antibodies. And the press conference that I saw her speak in, she had taken care of four to 8,000 patients somewhere. It was a lot of patients. I don't remember how many she gave the... Is she uh, originally a foreign national? No. Okay. Not I, the doctor. I, I do, yeah, yeah, I do not believe so. But there's another one, same thing. Um, and they, like I said, they had terminated her, but she did not have one hospitalization while treating them with monoclonal antibodies and ivermectin. And this isn't some voodoo story made up by a couple of nuts doing a little story here. This is factual stuff that I watched on national news. It's really interesting that we want, and I know we've talked about this repeatedly, they want to take tools out of our toolbox. So the big question is why? And usually the answer is follow the money. If you've looked at the stock of Pfizer, Moderna, this COVID experience has done great things for their bottom line. Their stock prices went exponentially up. Absolutely. And, and they're only looking at creating more drugs to treat the side effects that they're causing. And I do believe that our previous president signed into law something called the right to try. 2018. Yes, in 2018, which means a patient in consultation with their doctor, should have the right to try a med to fix them. If nothing else is working, they've done, I believe, what the normal protocol is, and there is no um, good result from it, that's when right to try. It doesn't just say like, oh, you feel a little sniffly, here's some hydro hydroxychloroquine and here's some ivermectin. Sure, just go at it. It's not a right to try anything whenever you want to try it. It's a right to try after right. you've All tried things have been exhausted. other Yeah. Right. And that's interesting because there are some states, some counties within states that have a right to die law, which means if you've tried everything and you feel like you're at your end and you want to end it early, you can have a medical doctor, just like putting down your puppy, um, give you something to put you to sleep and you pass away. Yeah, we will allow people to, to die, and which is arguably their right if they, they so choose. You can have a different opinion on it. I, I do respect that. But if it's their right to die, why isn't it their right to live? Absolutely. And we should, in a free country like this, in consultation with our doctor, be allowed to try certain meds and make, uh, make the right decisions for ourselves, not what Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris want us to do. It should be us as individuals, our God-given rights. Yeah, it, it's quite interesting that we do have this, I don't want to call it an obsession, but it somewhat feels like that uh, for the right to die and the right to kill. We don't agree, it seems like, with killing murderers, if you will, uh, having the death penalty. But if you are unborn baby you have the right to to kill that child and we call it something else an it a cluster of cells we'll, we'll call it many different things 
But an egg from a turtle or an egg from a bald eagle, you will get arrested, fined, jail time. Long-term prison sentences, you bet you. But you commit a murder, we're taking we're taking the death penalty off the, the table. You commit no violations at all, and you're just a baby growing in a belly, yeah, you should also die. That plays right into L.A. County right now because they have zero bail there as well, and they're letting all these criminals out. And crime is really rampant right now all around Southern California. Not according to Newsom. He just said that crime is down. Well, the L.A. Police Department officers are saying, I think there's something wrong with them, guys. Yeah, he instituted zero, zero money bail. And these people are just going over and over again and, and doing smash and grabs. And so are they not watching the videos every day? No, they're trying to pretend they don't exist because if they tell you they don't exist, it's not happening. You'll believe it. It's kind of like Alec Baldwin. He's trying to get somebody to believe a big baloney story. He has now claimed in an interview that he did not pull the trigger. Yeah, it, this goes into what you said before. So, uh, apparently, guns do kill people. People don't kill people. Guns do. So, they, they just go out on their own and kill people. It didn't like that person, so it just fired all on its own. I think what they're trying to do is push the narrative towards the armor and claim that she was maintaining faulty weapons and that the trigger was so loose that he just held it up and shook it and it went off by itself. Not the fact that somebody put a real round in a prop gun, and he, not following protocols like most actors do, stuntmen and all them, pulled the trigger, and he killed somebody. And actually, a guy by the name of John Schneider, I'm not sure who he is, but he called BS after the interview. So that's, that's hogwash. This guy actually pulled the trigger and killed that person. Well, he doesn't want to be responsible. He doesn't take responsibility for anything he does when he assaults people. Man, that what it, his hands just flew off of his body and assaulted somebody and then came back? None of these libs do. They claim no responsibility for any of their actions. Well, I, I wonder if it was, you know, historical white supremacy coming around to force him to do it. Man, you just nailed something. White supremacy and MAGA people. You know who Jesse Smollett is? I do. Do you realize that he's finally going to trial after the charges were originally dropped with the help of Michelle Obama? Yes, so those charges that were originally brought up against him, apparently they did this thing where he put up money for bail, which is normal, putting up money for bail, and they came to an agreement that he would forfeit that bail money in lieu of continued prosecution. So then they did an investigation because people are like, this is a pretty big thing just to drop all the charges. So they did an investigation further and found that the prosecutor who decided to drop all the charges was apparently working with a bunch of different people, but working to make sure that he certain information could be sealed, certain information wouldn't get out to the public. So she was actively participating in helping him get away with it. Yeah, it was crazy when I watched the story last night. Didn't realize that he had hired two black bodyguards. He's the one that bought the noose. 
and then they beat the crap out of him. Put he put the noose around his own neck, and then in an interview with Robin Roberts, I think it was, or somebody on one of the major news outlets, he tells her that it was two guys, white guys, white supremacists wearing MAGA hats, telling every or telling him that this is MAGA country, you blah blah blah, you know, profanity laced. Well, you know, it's kind of ridiculous because Chicago, I think 80% voted for Hillary Clinton. They're not a known Republican stronghold. Not MAGA country? Not MAGA country. That's why investigators and people listening to the story from the beginning thought it was fake. Yet a lot of the ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, they all ran with it because of their hate for Trump. And I don't want to say for white people, but it sure appears that... There's a lot of hatred out there for this. Well, with critical race theory and and the like, you are required to believe that you are perpetually racist because of your skin color, no matter what, because of historical things that have happened. It is as soon as you're born, whatever your race is, you are either a racist or you are the target of racism, no matter what. And that you have privilege. So you are born privileged by your skin color, and you are born not privileged by your skin color. And no matter what, you can never change it. Well, and that sounds racist by its very teachings. Because there's white people all over the world, and the only whites that seem to get maligned are the ones in the United States of America. What did the Spanish do to the Mexicans? What did Hawaiians do to Hawaiians? What well, did, through warfare and diplomacy, King Kamehameha I uh, united the Hawaiian Islands. Never mind that whole warfare part. Right, the warfare portion of it. Yeah, just like uh, tribe on tribe. I mean, it may not have been as bad as what happened when the colonial Europeans came here and started doing the things they did. But you can't blame one group and excuse others. That's why I want them, you know, we're bringing history out about some great things that black folks invented over the years that was kind of hidden and shelved that we didn't know about. I've learned quite a bit here recently. However, with that, you have to bring out the fact that there was black slavery back in the day. And by black slavery, I don't mean whites owning blacks. I mean blacks owning blacks. There was person after person that we could quote, which I'm not going to because that doesn't need to be brought up. But we need to look at the whole thing if we're going to throw mud in people's faces. So prior to European colonization of what is now the United States, some Native American tribes actually held war captives as slaves. Some Native Americans were captured and sold by others into slavery to Europeans, while others were captured and sold by Europeans themselves. And also there were some tribes that adopted the practice of holding slaves as chattel property and that included holdings of Africans as well. Yes, this as long as there's man, there's going to be war, there's going to be slavery, because right now, I have bad news for you folks, the slavery going on right now around the world is worse than it ever was back in the 17 and 1800s. Now they just changed the name to sex slavery, sex trafficking, which is an actual trial that's going on here in the U.S. of A. with... Glenn Maxwell. And a guy that killed himself? Epstein did not kill himself. Right. Okay, right. so Epstein killed himself. But, yes, 
Ghislaine Maxwell was Epstein's right-hand person. Right. So this is 2021. We have somebody going to trial for using young ladies to have sex with really old, obnoxious, vile men who I hope the whole uh, list of names is brought out and every one of them is prosecuted. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a prince from Saudi Arabia, a prince from England, some of our leadership here in town, those guys need to be prosecuted and held to account. Yes, but the judge in that case has decided that it's too sensational to release uh, names and information, so she's ordered that it be sealed. Right, and I need to vet this information as well, but I also heard at work yesterday that the prosecutor, one of the prosecutors, is Joe Biden's daughter. That I don't know. I, I can't verify that either, but I is will. Is this the same daughter that the FBI raided a um, journalist over a diary for? I believe so, but we'll have to look. We'll have to fact check that. Okay. And we'll get back next week. That would be quite interesting. Yes, it would. But speaking of the Bidens, a couple things on, on Biden. Actually, the Democrats are thanking Joe Biden for the two-cent decline in gas prices. Yeah, we had a two-cent decline in gas prices. Did you know that? I did not. And I believe it was a Democratic National Committee or whatever came out and, and posted a a tweet that said, thanks to Joe Biden, look at the decline in gas prices, and it was literally two cents. That's awesome, because I still paid last week $5.04 a gallon, and about 18 months ago, two. Two years ago, maybe or less, I paid $2.55 a gallon. So I guess I should actually thank Trump for keeping it down a lot and not two cents. Yeah, so we're celebrating two cents. We celebrated 16 cents for our cheaper 4th of July. And then for Turkey Day, they're telling us to give up meat and to stop inviting people. And we'll have a cheaper Thanksgiving, which I know Thanksgiving has passed, but I can imagine that will be applied to Christmas as well. Absolutely. Don't expect a gift from me. I spent it all on a turkey. Oh, wait a minute. I spent it all on gas. You guys bought the turkey. So uh, still in, in the uh, Biden realm, Jill Biden helped to decorate. I know there, there's actual decorators, but she helped to decorate the White House, which is, a, for whatever reason, a traditional first lady thing is that they help coordinate the decorations of the White House for different events. So she helped to coordinate the decorations and they hung stockings on a fireplace for all their grandchildren, all six of them. Oh, wait, sorry, they have seven. They decided to leave off the illegitimate child of Hunter Biden. Not that I think that any child is illegitimate, but they only left off one child. They put all their other grandkids' stockings up and then just like to ignore that they have another grandchild, just like Hunter Biden likes to ignore that he has a child by another woman, a woman he claimed he had no knowledge of making a baby with. So I don't, I don't care whether or not he remembers the encounter, because that was part of his claim. He didn't remember the encounter with this particular individual. It appears that he was using drugs and alcohol to such an extent, it would not be surprising that he did not remember the encounter that created this life. And I could accept that. And I could accept him saying, 
you know, a president's son, a vice president at the time, vice president, former vice president's son saying, yeah, this lady's crazy. I can even accept that because he did not remember the encounter. Did a paternity test. Turns out it is his child. So at that point, you're like, okay, it's your child. Now you pay child support or whatever. So I could accept all of those things that he didn't think that it was his child. He didn't remember the encounter. He had to go through the court process. My problem comes with the fact that they've actually now published that this woman was on his company's payroll for some time as a consultant. So why would he put a random person on the company payroll as a consultant if he has no idea who she is and no idea that the baby's his? You think maybe he's not a truth teller? (laughs) Oh, that would be weird. None of the Bidens tell the truth, especially the top dog right now that's uh, running our country, which I kind of did a little little research on him this morning. And do you realize that he has run for president three times? The very first time he had to drop out because he plagiarized somebody else's speech. From the UK. Yes. Now the poor guy, I actually feel kind of sorry for him because now he's finally won, legitimate or not. He's the president of the United States. And I think he doesn't know that he's the president nor where he's living. If he does, they have some pretty good medication that's keeping him propped up. Because if this was Donald Trump or any other person that had an R after their name, they would have already used an amendment to get him thrown out of office or to get him removed. Oh, absolutely. There's no way that he would still be president. They made Trump do a cognitive test. He passes it. Still not good enough. But they don't remove him for that. They, they do try to impeach for other claimed crimes. But here we have a president who cannot string sentences together that are not force-fed to him. And yet he is the, the best thing since sliced bread. Which yeah. Betty White, I believe, is actually older than sliced bread. I think she is too. But look at, Long who, live Betty White. Look at who the number two is. Kamala Harris. She's another train wreck. And I guess another one of her staffers quit this week. And watching a show last night, she quit because she sees the writing on the wall. And that these people are all about their resumes and the next job they can get. So they're already looking at 2024. And apparently this lady that quit this week helped Biden get elected, basically. She helped protect him from protesters. She's 30 or 31 years old, very intellectual woman. And she happens to be black, by the way, so the black community should be very proud of her. Because she is like an up-and-coming person that's going to be something very special. Who knows, maybe even she'll run for a major office someday. I think that she wanted to be either chief of staff for him or press secretary or something, and she was denied both positions, so they just kind of threw her over with Kamala. Now, I guess Kamala, whenever there's an issue with her, it's not her. It's her staff that's a problem. Apparently, even when she was up in California, up in Sacramento, It's always everybody else's fault. And you'll find those people exist everywhere. It's not just going to be her. Even Trump had some of that mentality, too. It seems to be as you get high enough, maybe you start to Yeah, they're narcissistic. Yes. And so, not not to be a dig at Trump, I'm just saying that there are some people with certain personalities that it's never their fault. Right. And that's these people most of power and prestige. Um, 
it goes to their head and the ones that it doesn't go to their head once they get that power then they just they lose control of themselves and they start thinking that everything revolves around them and happens because of them well the government likes to be the the problem and the solution create the problem they are the solution i mean joe biden told us he was going to be the solution to covid and i'm still waiting not to say that joe biden created the covid problem but it is a government-created problem because even when there isn't a problem, we have to create a problem to solve. For instance, okay, people need to go out less and they need to only pick up essentials. Well, then they started deciding who was essential and who was not essential. Target, Walmart, the big box stores got to stay open where a mom and pop, even if you sold groceries or, or whatever, it didn't matter. They started shutting down all these small guys. Letting the big guys stay open. Furniture store. Oh, we got to shut it down, even though it's a mom and pop, because furniture is not required in our current state. But then they allowed the big box stores to sell furniture items. So they created another problem. They created a class system within just businesses alone. They created a class system. So they have to find and create a problem and be the solution even if they can't be the solution to the overarching problem okay we can't get rid of covid but look at all of these other things we solved which they created it's because they're the best <laughs> when i grow up i want to be just like them let me tell you yeah so we had our amazing government just avoided another government shutdown did you hear about that <gasps> another one yeah they passed another temporary spending measure so they created a problem and Voted in the solution last night. Yes, and they always wait till last minute. And look, we saved it. We saved it again. We avoided another government shutdown. They're the ones causing the government shutdown because they're not doing their jobs. They didn't avoid it. They did their job. Even though they're not really doing their job right now, they're just, let's move it down the line and then move it down the line some more and then move it down the line some more. They never actually solved the problem. There's so, no budget. So do you think single term limits would fix this? I don't know. I don't know if single term limits would fix it because then everybody would be constantly getting in there not knowing what they're supposed to do. About if we went to a monarchy? No. Negative? Negative. So England doesn't work good? Well, technically they have a monarchy, but they vote in their parliamentarian people. And the monarchy is a figurehead, although the one power that she does have right now is to throw out the government which is a pretty big power but she typically doesn't interfere um so they yeah it's a little bit different than a true monarchy yeah i think that is in saudi arabia yeah they have a king there yes and he rules with an iron fist yes okay kim jong-un he might as well be a king yeah he, he thinks he's king <laughs> All the Kim, all the uh, uh, leaders, well, the last three. All the oons? All the oons. Yeah, all the oons. Or does oon mean three? So I promised you last <laughs> week, yeah, no kidding, that we were going to throw in one or two military items every yes. week. So I guess the Army, they don't play the game until this coming up weekend. But I guess Army's uniforms look better than Navy's right now. So the headline on Navy Times was Army Trump's Navy uniforms. Really? Yeah, and there's another interesting thing. Do you know they consider uniforms a morale issue? Yes. Nice uniforms equals better morale. Uh, I loved my uniform. Your mom really loved my Cracker Jacks as well, the white ones or the 
the navy blue ones. So I guess over in Hawaii right now, on one of the bases, there's an issue with fuel in the water. Joint base Pearl Harbor. Yes, and it was actually, you got to bear with me for a second, hundreds of military families are alarmed that there's fuel in the tap water. It was a dog that was the first to signal something was wrong with the water, according to owner Sherry Burness. When her dog stopped drinking water two weeks prior, and then she started getting stomach cramps. The major concern with that water is there is a natural aquifer either under the base or right next to the base because it percolates down the mountains, and they actually track it very closely. They're concerned about the fuel getting into that aquifer. So apparently they had a fuel leak that they identified, I want to say, last year or the year before. and 14,000 so, gallons or something. And like they said it didn't get into the water supply, and they thought they had it all cleaned up, and they changed the way that they held the fuel. But apparently that made either there's a new leak or the fuel has hit the water. Right, and it's affected 600, 680 Navy homes and 270 Army homes. So I will say that oftentimes the military usually doesn't care as much as they should. And I bet you there were people complaining about water problems. And before it went truly public, they were just doing a yeah, yeah, whatever, get yourself some bottled water. But you're doing your laundry, you're showering, everything that you do is tied to water. Absolutely. And I think that a lot of these bases, and probably that one as well, is probably old. And they probably ha- still have that big four or five million gallon storage facility there. And it's probably pretty hard to maintain. And a lot of the piping's probably quite old too. Just like, did you know that underneath the dormant volcano there in ho- downtown Hawaii, what's the name of that thing? Diamond Head? Yeah, it's the one that's tattooed on my back. <laughs> there is down below and underneath it, fuel storage. And they set that up. I don't know if they still use it, but they set that up after World War II or once World War II started when the Japanese, I believe, bombed them. And uh, anybody listening, if I'm historically wrong, please uh, correct me. Yeah, so something to to go back to the water being contaminated. There have been some private groups that have been trying to get water to the families. Because if you imagine, it's the holidays. Money's tight. A lot of people are E1, E2, E3, already living off a tight budget. They don't have the money just to go out and buy cases and cases of water, which have been harder to get in some areas because of COVID. But when I was down and living on base at Camp Pendleton, they had a water problem too. And they would test the water once a month. And then annually, they would send out notification of the water testing. And I had noted that there was a problem with the water because I had washed dishes in a dishwasher two times and my clear glass turned opaque and there was nothing I could like nothing I could do about it. Clearly there was something in the water. So then I get this annual report of the water and it says we test monthly. Some of the months the water tested not drinkable. Some of the months the water tested drinkable. On average, it tested drinkable, therefore it's okay. That was how they treated a undrinkable water problem. So I doubt that they're going to be any different. Oh, just a little fuel in the water. Burn it off. Yeah, they should do like uh, we did here in California over at Catalina Island during this uh, drought. You have these 300-gallon totes that they shipped over to the island, and they could do that there. And I guarantee you they have a lot of them and just set 300-gallon totes out by the family's homes. 
and provide them with the free water. Absolutely. And the base should be doing something more than here's some bottled water. Right. Hey, did we, uh, as a nation, light our Christmas tree recently? I you don't know? know. Well, because I saw a little quick article, a little news blurb that LL Cool J asked the audience to re-applause because the Bidens were late to light the tree. So I don't know if that was our national tree at the White House or at his place, uh, wherever he lives. Oh, yeah, that I don't, I, I did not hear. I did see one where um, Jill Biden invited some children to the White House. Maybe it was the same thing, maybe not, I'm not sure, but the children had to sit spaced out and with a mask on, and Jill Biden got to have her mask off. She's vaccinated. Well, now kids five and over can be vaccinated, so I'm not sure that the kids that they would have invited would have been necessarily right. unvaccinated well, some other some kids in other countries are actually holding off on that because of the side issues side effects that are happening which that's an interesting study that i saw this morning do you realize that one in 44 kids in america suffer from some form of autism or mental disability i did not realize the number was so high that was according to the cdc and i guess four years ago it was one out of 58 or 68, something like that. So, so it's getting worse. There's a trend that's getting worse, and they're doing a study to find out exactly why. Some have said in those cases that we're just identifying more. We're not actually seeing an increase per se. It could be an increase in identification. Right. So here's where I'm going with this. So apparently there was families that were anti-vaxxers long before COVID. Yes. One of their reasons was they felt that some of the inoculations the kids were getting was causing autism. I have, I do have a friend that does state that she got her kid, one of her older children vaccinated, and he completely changed after the vaccine. And I'm wondering if that's potentially the timing or coincidence with the COVID vaccines with maybe a handful of pregnant women got vaccinated before um, doctors said, hey, you might want to hold off. Doctors are actually telling pregnant women to get it. They're telling, and so I will say, after having had two pregnancies led to to the birth of my two children, uh, doctors would say, get XYZ vaccine, don't eat lunch meat, you could get sick and then have your baby prematurely. Right, don't eat too much fish. Don't have soft serve ice cream, don't have too much fish. There are a whole host of things that I was told to stay away from. But you want me to inject my body with something and then, oh, well, the benefits outweigh the risks. Right. And that's what you and I always talk about, the risk versus reward. And there was actually a quick study that said that there's more abortions that are happening as well. Not abortions, excuse me. Scratch that. That there's. So there's more miscarriages. Thank you. Miscarriages. Technically, medically speaking, if you are before 20 weeks along it's called a spontaneous spontaneous abortion abortion, so sometimes in paperwork somebody might see spontaneous abortion or abortion and they didn't actually go and intentionally get an abortion right it's just what the medical community has called it previously not not necessarily a miscarriage but they are saying that women who got some of what i'm reading is that women who got the shot early in their pregnancy more of them seem to be having miscarriages than the typical statistical 
outcome of a first trimester, the usual amount right. of they miscarriage. Just, they just lumped that into an acceptable loss, I think, just well, like. It's a clump of cells. Yeah. We don't care about, we don't care about babies for whatever reason. And I know this big argument's going on for Roe v. Wade, and you could be on either side that you think that abortion should be readily available for all or abortion should not be available. But there were women standing and protesting, both for and against abortion, but at the Supreme Court steps that took a bunch of abortion pills just to prove that you should be able to have an abortion. So they, the, part of their protest was standing in front of the Supreme Court taking an abortion pill. I don't know where I stand anymore on abortion because it's so confusing because I'm not a doctor. I know a life is a life. At what point a life is a life? That's for a doctor to tell me, hey, it's at you know, two days. It's at conception. It's at 20 weeks. It's whenever. I do know that there's a term that I heard when Obama was in office and he was a senator for the state of Illinois. It was a thing called infanticide. And I believe that's the one where they take a baby out at eight or nine months when they're fully viable and they either drive a spike through their head or they kill the baby. Uh, they they uh, vacuum out the brain. Or they too. vacuum out, yeah, yeah, whatever process they use. But whenever they would vote on that, he was there, but he just voted present. He didn't vote because he knew he had other political aspirations and that would that would torpedo him for sure. That kind of stuff I don't believe in. And there's still counties and states that that's legal. And I don't know how the heck that's legal. So one of the arguments I've seen, or rather heard, with regard to abortions is that if we don't allow abortions, we're forcing an 11-year-old rape victim. The victim's always 11 and has been raped, but an 11-year-old rape victim to carry their rapist baby and then harm themselves because they're 11, their body's not fully prepared to have a baby yet and it can harm them and something that i thought is very interesting so you want to protect the rapist because typically the rapist is going to take the the person or or this child really they're going to take the child or the child's going to go with someone else and then they're going to get an abortion that protects the rapist so why are we protecting rapists we're not but for whatever reason the argument is about this 11 year old rape victim how dare you, you know, allow her to to be forever changed by this instead of saying, well, why don't we address the problem, which is that she was raped, she's a victim, and there's a perpetrator. Instead, we're letting the perpetrator get away with it. And I'm not saying that that's the reason to make her have a baby. Right. I'm saying that for whatever reason, the argument is to help this 11-year-old rape victim so far as we know, 1% of abortions are for rape victims. So that means 99% are not. Which, you know, it's a good thing we're actually talking about this because probably 99% of the people that podcast, that do YouTube, that are on major news outlets, they won't touch this thing with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. And, yeah, 11-year-old, that, I agree with you 100%. But if there's people out there that use it as their normal birth control, I don't think that's what the intent was. I have never gone back and watched when Roe v. Wade was first created and made law and, and all that stuff. Maybe I should, so I'm 
a little Nin- little yeah, educated. Yeah, know what I'm talking about. Sixty three, seventy three. No, it's seventy three. Right. It was seventy three. I was just yeah. add my age. Real oh, quick. okay. Born in sixty two, seventy two is ten plus one is eleven years old. So you would have been young. quite young to. I was, uh, yeah, I was a young guy then. I wouldn't have yeah. understood it. It's taken me till now, and I probably still won't fully understand it. But I don't think that it should be the sounding board or the basis for everything in America because that seems like every four year election cycle or even midterm. That's all we talk about. Yes. Is abortion rights and abortion this and abortion that. We have thousands of problems in this country that need to be addressed. We have homeless that need to be addressed. We have veteran homeless. We have veteran suicide. We have regular suicide, not just from veterans, from other folks as well, because they're in the thousands or hundreds of thousands. We have 100,000 people that died this year so far, and it's only the beginning of December from drugs coming up from south of the border and from other nations. That's got to be under control. So if it's 100,000 a year, you know, over 10 years, that's a lot of people. Yes. So just to to jump back to the abortion topic, one of the things that I have found unpopular opinion interesting is about states' rights. A state having the right to make a decision that their state is going to allow abortions or the state is not going to allow abortions. I know some Texas is fetal heartbeat, so around six weeks after that, no abortions. Um, Mississippi, and I believe it's the Mississippi law that's going up in front of the Supreme Court right now, is 15 weeks. So it's not a no abortion. It is that the state can determine when and if. So unpopular opinion here because it would allow abortions, just however the state wanted to do it. But why isn't it a state right? There is nothing in the Constitution about abortion. So that's one of the things that has been argued. Like federally, it shouldn't be law across the the board because there is nothing in the Constitution about being able to just kill a baby when you want to. So with that in mind, though, the the unpopular portion, especially if you are anti-abortion or pro-abortion, is that it should be up to the state. So if California wants to do it, and I, I'm I'm not arguing for abortion, don't take it that way. But if California wants to do it and Texas wants to ban it, then maybe you should be living in California. If Nevada wants to do it, but Utah wants to ban it, maybe you should be living in Nevada. If your ideals don't align with what your state is doing, maybe it's not your state anymore. Maybe you've outgrown your state. And that is something that comes to my heart because I am thinking that I am no longer a Californian. I'm born and raised in California, but a lot of what's going on, I feel like I am no longer a Californian. And so I need to find the state that aligns with my way of thinking, which if one of your topics is abortion, find a state that aligns with that line of thinking. That's very interesting. Very well put. Do you remember the name of the lady that started Planned Parenthood? Because you asked me, no. Yeah, it's, but it, it'll lock up in your head, and we'll we'll recall it and throw it out there next week or look it up here real quick. Do you remember why she started Planned Parenthood? Because she didn't like black and brown babies. So how have we morphed from that to it becoming so acceptable to where I believe it's is it 100000 or more a year? That are aborted? I want to say more, but I, I, I could be wrong. It'd be great if it was less, but I want to say it's more. Yeah, so she, Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger, anti-black, 
anti-brown, not a very nice person. She was a racist. And if you look at where Planned Parenthood is, it is in mostly black and brown communities. The vast majority, every one of them, no. And I will say that if it were truly Planning Parenthood, I am pro access to birth control. And we've made it a little bit easier in California to get it without a prescription, I believe, or to get it from a pharmacist. Like it, it's a lot easier now. Um, I am for planning. But if you go there to have a baby, they don't, from my understanding, they don't fully treat you. They're not there to be your OBGYN. No, they don't provide those services. Uh huh. So all of this, like, oh, it's, you know, I need an ultrasound for my baby, or I need this, or I need that. They're not there to help you through a pregnancy. They're there to stop pregnancies from happening or to end them if they've already happened. And I do think we need more clinics and more community to help out in reproductive areas. Absolutely. And I think it would be a great service. But they're, they're about abortions. That's a moneymaker for them. Because they get government funding, federal funding, state funding, plus oh. they get donations up to. Yeah, so they, yeah. I think it's the Hyde Amendment that says that they can't commingle money, but if you're giving them money for their other stuff, they can do the, the second thing. Right. So it's just like, okay, we're just trading potatoes here. So let's get back to the uh, U.S. Navy and military veterans in general. So the U.S. Navy to date, which is today, has issued zero exemptions for COVID-19 vaccines, zero. Yeah, they were, they've done that. I know the, one of the companies that works with the Department of Social Services, they flat out denied um, people the right to, same here, non-military, but people the right to have an exemption medically or religiously. They had the same blanket denial sent out and i believe the navy did the same thing they just gave the same blanket denial to everyone there will be no medical there will be well don't quote me on the medical they maybe they did medical but no religious exemptions whatsoever and if you have a medical problem they would probably just medical you out they, anyway. and that's what they're doing they're just medical and people out of the military so it's interesting that along with that so the atomic age you obviously know what the atomic age is that we were testing nuclear weapons and they had guys just standing there with their eyes wide open and looking. And you know. They told the Navy members, hey, look at this, watch. Yep. So veterans of the U.S. atomic age deserve their own compensation. Many of the vets of the nuclear test have suffered their own illnesses and ailments. So like others from the Gulf War, from Vietnam, I believe it's time that we start giving a little compensation if any of them are still alive. Yeah, we typically seem, or we being the government, the United States government typically seems to wait until enough people have died off before they'll admit that something is connected. Uh, same thing with Agent Orange. They waited until a lot of our, our veterans were dead before they actually connected up some of those things and allowed it to be compensable. See, and that's my concern with the vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, however... What if four years from now, five years from now, I develop blood clots, heart issues as a direct result of the vaccine? What is Moderna and Pfizer going to do? Are they going to compensate? No, because they were able to get waivers from the U.S. government that says it cannot be sued. Yes, and it's not currently on the list of vaccine court 
compensable cases. So we'll have to wait for that. And then it will be years and years and years of fighting and struggling to get compensation if they ever do before you die. But even Pfizer has said they want 55 years before they release information uh, related to the vaccine. So 55 years, we'll all be dead. I mean, maybe our kids, if they got it, they won't be dead. But, well, hopefully in 55 years, I would love it if I was still living. But in 55 years, so the vaccine courts, will they be able to do anything? Because yeah. they won't actually release the information. Technically on, on vaccine courts, is is it more likely than not that this is connected? So they've actually connected things like autism and paid out cases for for that. But it's not... It's not 100% yes, this happened. It's more likely than not. So it's a different standard. Johnson & Johnson, they make baby powder, don't they? Talcum powder, yeah. Yeah, didn't they get caught or in trouble for putting... Cancer-causing agents. In baby powder. Yes. So they have cancer-causing agents. They've paid out millions. All of these companies have paid out millions. And I don't remember, it could have been... If one of the three, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson & Johnson actually got fined for fudging information presented to the FDA in a study to get approval for something. I don't think it wasn't one of these recent, you know, approvals, but they have been found and, and they were fined for that found guilty fine. And yet now, this time I'm supposed to believe them. This time they did everything right. Really? I mean, they don't have to, they've already shown that they're a liar, but sure, trust them. We should go back to the studies by about World War One time, and just start compiling all the info, the Tuskegee Project, the stuff they did to folks up in the Bay Area, spraying them with some agent to see how they reacted to the flu, um, all the way up to present time, and see how many times they've told you, yeah, trust me, we're honest this time. Oh, move the goalposts up a little bit, another ailment, oh, trust me, we're good to go again. It's better for us that you die. It's better for us that you take this because we'll know for somebody else when we test it on them. Why Why is it we're carrying more, jump back to our beginning conversation, we are showing that we're caring more about animals because we are PETA, I provided that's what they do. They, they go after people who aren't treating animals ethically. But PETA is leading the fight against Fauci because of what he's done to animals but we don't get to know for 55 years what Pfizer has done to us. Well, as long as it's not proprietary, like, you know, we use five parts per million of this chemical, two parts per million of that chemical. If they would come out and say, yes, we mix this, 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 and this, take the info and have a scientist study it and tell you what it's all about. I just had a thought. Okay, so when you go to other states, you don't see the signs like you do in California where... You go to the gas station, it says, this has a, a known carcinogenic right, you know, One of the properties. propositions. Yes. Yeah. So they put that on everything. So I went to visit my husband's relatives for the first time, and they own a shop, and it has chemicals and stuff like that. And we were just talking about different things, differences between California and, and there. And they said, is it true that you really have signs on everything that says this is a known cancer-causing agent or whatever? And I'm like, yes, yes, we do. Everywhere you go, you'll see it everywhere. So that leads me into my thought. Shouldn't California be putting on these vaccines that there's a known cancer-causing agent because everything in California comes with 
that warning. You, you just nailed something. You need to look up the proposition as written. 65, I think, right? Okay, I'm going to look, look it up. Well, look okay. it up some other time yeah. so you can yeah, really yeah. read it. As written to see what it says about what's supposed to be labeled and what's not. And maybe we can propose that, that because of the vaccine, we may need you to make sure you put that warning label on there. And it can't just be on the insert because they don't give those inserts to people. Some of the times you'll hear, oh, well, it was on the insert, but they don't give you the insert. And I had that problem. I didn't even get the handout from my doctor's office for my oldest. She had her vaccines for her age and the cycle. And then three days later, I get a call from the daycare that she looks like she had a contact rash. Like maybe we changed our detergent. And I started getting really worried. Nothing had changed. No detergent, no new clothes, nothing. So I contact the doctor and I send a picture because it's, you were able to send pictures. I send a picture and they're like, oh, that's the side effect of the vaccine. Which one? A couple of them. We're not sure which one. So we'll give her the next round and then we'll figure, we'll put them in different spots and we'll figure out which one it was. So that whole story aside, um, it made me realize they didn't even give me the insert on, or the handout on what to look for. So I had no idea, first time mom, getting the vaccines, and I had no idea that this was one of the reactions. So here I am freaking out that she's having a reaction to something in the outside world, and she was actually reacting to the vaccine. Provided that is considered a minor reaction, uh, I do understand that, although a subsequent reaction that she had was much worse, and that's a different story. But um, that reaction that she had, I had no idea. And so I'm wondering, okay, when people are getting the jab, are they getting the full idea of what's about to happen? Because I had no idea. What was about to happen? Everybody gets vaccines. You just do it. It's what you do. You take your kid to the doctor. They jab them. They cry. You console them. You move on. We're just told that this is so normal and nothing bad happens. And it was so normal to them. They didn't even give me the information on it. Wow. Well, when I went for my physical a couple of weeks ago, my doctor and I talked about the vaccine. And I asked him if he could, if I do decide to do it, if he could do it there at the office. And he said, no, they don't have the freezer capability to store the med. Because I guess it has to be either super cold or frozen. And if it's not, then it swaps chemical composition and it becomes highly toxic. So that would be something where you'd want to, if you go to a local CVS or wherever, you'd want to ask them if you can see the chain of custody and how this stuff was handled from point A to point B. And speaking of going places and getting it, there have been a number of stories out where kids are getting the wrong doses. We have made it to where it's just so normalized that we forget that there is something that we are inputting into our body that can harm us. If, if done wrong too much, not stored right, it is just so normalized. And you can look at many different things that we do in our life and, and just think about it like, oh, I'm so used to doing that. I didn't even think that there could be a consequence. Yet when you have you try to have a counter opinion on news media like Facebook or Snapchat, any of those, then somebody there's deciding that what you're saying, asking, or what you're looking for is not the correct information because it doesn't meet their criteria. Yeah, it somebody else is giving you what your opinion should be because they're silencing you. Nobody else is allowed to have that either, or you can't even say it out loud. In the public square, if you will, because this is the public square these days. Nobody goes to the town center anymore to shout 
whatever information they're trying to give, they'll be called a crazy and chances are the police will probably even come take a look to see what they're espousing. So two local quick stories and then I have something else for you. So our coach, everybody knows we live in Fresno, California. Our coach is leaving the Fresno State Bulldog football program and heading to Washington. And I believe he's only been here two seasons. So I hope he's not another one that we signed to a long-term contract like we did with the two previous coaches. And they get paid for the next four or five years by the boosters and however they generate their income. That's one. Absolute trash. I'm so t- And that's our educational institution. Yes. That is taking money from something else. Yes, it is. Number two. Supposed to rain here in Fresno next week. That's something rare we have here now. Yeah, we've only had what one or two rain days so far this fall. Yep, global warming, global cooling, lack of rain, too much rain. It, it's really nuts. So now I'm going to throw you for a loop. Since I'm I'm new to this, since I hadn't done it since I was a kid, which is go to church. Who wrote the Bible? So each book in the Bible was written by different people. Some were written by the same people, but over time they were collected and put together into one holy book. But they were written at different times. And your mom and I are reading Luke right now mm-hmm. for 24 days. Okay. Oh, are you doing uh, the Christmas? Yes. Yep. So then I started kind of reading last night and I started doing a little bit of research on uh, Google, which is my best friend. And that I should have written the names down because I was wondering who had written the Bible, who wrote the chapters, who assembled it, um, how factual it all is, how we know, because you know, there's a lot of things, just like the vaccine and like other stuff, you know, and, and you have to go a lot on faith. Because one article I started to read said that Moses assembled everything. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, and Psalms. Was done by Moses? Yes. And this article I read says there's no proof that Moses even existed. So I don't know if that was done by an atheist website or how you research these things and know what you know and what's real and what's not. So over time, things have gotten lost. And what they are finding, though, is that earlier and earlier times they're able to prove different elements existed. So some people want proof of everything, right? Right. And so they're able to find bits and pieces over time. And in fact, uh, they just found one of the last unknown locations in the Gospels. And they are currently excavating it. And it had been thought to be a non-existent place for a while because every, well, not really non-existent, some scholars would say it was in one area. Some scholars would say it was in another area. Some scholars would say that it didn't actually physically exist. But now a researcher was able to pinpoint where they thought it was and start excavating, and they're seeing exactly what was spelled out in the Bible in this location. That's interesting because one of the little notes I read last night was that most of it was based on folklore and just discussion between tribes and family members and such and so I don't, more I don't of even a pass know down. right I don't even know or pass down yeah. is well spoken I don't know if you even trust these websites on Google to give you the or whatever research engine you're using to give you the correct information now I did see also that seven to nine 
of the chapters or books were left out, and that was part of Adam and Eve and eating the forbidden fruit, and then that whole section has been left out of the Bible. That I did not know. Yeah, and I, I think... I do know there's scholarly document, or scholars look at certain documents to help inform the whole idea of the time in which things were happening. Right. Um, um, but, yeah. It's been pretty interesting, though. It's going to be an interesting road here over the next few years. Because when we go to church... And before the pastor starts talking, whatever section we're going to cover, I'll actually sit and read it three or four times real quick and clean through it so I actually understand what it means while he's talking about it. Yeah, there's definitely always more to learn and developing our faith. And and part of that is faith, right? You take it, you take things on, on faith. But as you do your research and do look into things, I actually bought a, um, a map a time a timeline and it was what existed when who existed when and it goes from all the books of the bible all the uh, people mentioned and then it just shows a timeline all the way up through i think i bought it last year so it's all the way up through 2020 and people who existed in the bible it seems like we're talking about a mythical time before regular people existed if that makes sense but there's this timeline shows like, oh, here's where China was doing this, or here's, you know, the empire of Japan, here's this, and showing that people existed at those times. And so I did, growing up, think that the Bible was like this mythical time before regular people and societies existed, and it actually, this map helps to show that we're at the same time. It's, I was just going to say, it's interesting that there's so many different religions and, you know, that's been one of the major causes of wars for thousands upon thousands of years is people's different beliefs mm-hmm. in different objects. And when Pastor was talking about not idolizing things, it made me automatically think of the Hawaiian people. Well, wait a minute. What do they idolize in their religion? Or, not arbitrary gods, but, you know, gods of fire, gods uh, of wind. Yes. So whose religion's right? is kind of where my head was going. Do you, Christianity. Do you study? Uh, that's what I was going to say. Do you, you have to study some or all and come up with your own conclusion as to which direction, what faith you want to believe and where you want to go. Because there's so many different things out there, even just within the Bible and Jews and others reading the Bible broke off into different sects. Yes. And so if you look at the the people of the Jewish people, and you look at their history, that's part of what the Bible talks about is coming out of Egypt, being God's people, escaping. Moses parted the Red Sea. They escape. They basically go on a pilgrimage until they get to their eventual land, and it's over time. Like God doesn't just say, okay, and the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, walk here. There you go. But eventually they get to Israel. That becomes their land, but then now... We have, sorry to jump to the future, but a UN resolution where they are saying that it's not Jewish land in a certain area, the holiest site for all Jews. Now it's a Muslim site and other countries are signing on to that. So who gets to decide what religion is correct and when it's correct and when we are and aren't going to recognize people's holy locations? So 
if you believe the Bible was just a story and that this was never the holy land of the Jewish people, this particular holy site was never theirs, now you can just get a UN resolution and it becomes somebody else's. That's interesting, talking about parting the sea and going to Israel. Because <laughs> growing up back in the day, one of my dad's, your grandpa's favorite movies of all times was The Ten Commandments. And you talk about humans being imperfect. He would sit and watch The Ten Commandments while drinking a beer and smoking a cigarette. And it was his one of his all-time favorite movies. Just a little tidbit. Thought it yeah. was interesting. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.